0: Hi everyone and welcome to Life in the Bike Lane. My name is Sean and with me is... Hasan Pardawala.: So today we will be talking about the very scientific equation N plus 1 as it pertains to bikes. But before we dive into that, Hasan, how was your week?
1: It flew by. We don't know what I did most of the days. I went to an award show for restaurants on Monday. For restaurants? That sounds delicious. Oh, it was not It was basically a massive frat party for the restaurant industry.
0: Like here like locally?
1: Yeah, locally. It was at Park. It was at D6. I got complimentary tickets. I went with a friend. And promoters, when you go to a club and you get these fancy restaurants, like yeah. people on Tap and Barrel, there was 33 Acres won an award there. You go in and it says casual cocktail attire, attire. Yeah. But it was like a it was a watch show. So it was a lot of glitz and glamour kind of for Vancouver. A lot of bright colors, a lot of booze, a lot of drunk people walking around, happy, fun, smiling. It was a big party. What was there food? There was no food. I remember seeing food. <laughs> Wait, it's an award award ceremony for oh, so restaurants. No, so, so there's no food. There's no sitting Oh, no, everyone sitting. is standing it's okay. like literally everyone is standing. I looked around. no chairs to sit and look at the stage. Everyone's standing. okay. and even when the MC got on stage, no one listened to him. Oh, he even made a joke about it. How <laughs> no one in Vancouver. How like people in Vancouver? Yeah, don't even listen to anyone, even on stage. So there's just a lot of people just mingling. Mingling with each other? Just mingling with each other, a okay. reason for them to hang out. Yeah. And Monday and Tuesday is like days off for these people, right? Yeah. And then it from the promoter industry. Was
0: uh, who who was was there a winner? Who what is it? Like best restaurant? Who won best restaurant? I don't know. You I do not think that long.
1: <laughs> like it started at eight, goes till ten thirty, and then the after party kicks in till like two PM. Two AM. Okay. I'm sorry to say that it's past my bedtime. (laughs) (laughs) It's like I'm up at, like today, I was up at six, I did F45 at 8 a.m. and then went to go teach. So for me, it was like, I need to be up at the crack of dawn. Right. I don't want to go to sleep at the crack of dawn.
0: Yeah, I don't know Hmm. how they do it. I I, I don't remember how I used to do it, but can't do it anymore.
1: I agree. Like 20s, I would be like 3 a.m., like, okay, this is good. Yeah. (laughs) now it's like no (laughs) so yeah it flew by quickly there was a lot of stuff a lot of kind of more job interviews i'm still doing talking to people trying to get things moving so it rushed by i was not able to make it out on my bike either and that kind of really annoyed me and i kind of had these things like why can't i get out now
0: yeah yeah why
1: am i so busy even to get out for a half an hour to an hour how do i squeeze it in
0: yeah that's it's tough It's tough. So yesterday and today are my days off. Yesterday I got to sneak out. Even it was just an hour, it was not raining. It was actually quite pretty outside, but it was cold. And I got out probably around, I want to say three, three something. Mm -hmm. And I didn't get back until just like an hour and a half maybe. And it was dark, 4.30. It was so dark. I was like, it gets dark so fast. It gets dark so fast. And you like, you feel like you have to go home. Because you're like, oh, it's it's dark out now, even though it's just (laughs) four (laughs)
1: thirty. I make that joke with my brother all the time. Yeah, like I tell him, like even in the summer, it's like I tell him you have to be home by sunset. He was like, why? We have lights. Like no, mom told us to be home by sunset. (laughs) I will (laughs) follow that rule. You get home before it's dark.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but uh, yeah, today I went out for maybe an hour and again an hour and a half. It was even colder because I went out in the morning. It was like one degree. Frost is back.
1: I saw your Instagram. With a, with a vengeance.
0: <laughs> Just <laughs> rode around with a friend and got to try out his new Revolt X. Is that the
1: one with the suspension? Front suspension.
0: Yeah. And front suspension and uh, like a suspension dropper see, seat post. Yeah. So even yeah. It, that absorbs a lot. So I got to ride it for a little bit and, and I kind of
1: like, yeah, I mean, I
0: see it. I get it.
1: You sent me it's a post a on this one. I remember clearly. You yeah. sent me like, "Hey, look at this." So
0: yeah, yeah. I I don't know if I would get it, but I do. It, it's a lot more comfortable, of course, because you yeah, have suspension. So it's almost like riding, uh, like a not a not a downhill full suspension bike, but like a cross country full suspension bike, short travel, just there to absorb bumps. But it's it's nice. But it's I don't know. I don't know if it's it's required. Would it be a
1: good bike for the Fisherman's Trail? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't... Would it be too much for Stanley Park? Well, it depends where in Stanley Park. Because Stanley Park's got
0: some single track that's pretty like lots, lots of roots and rocks. Pretty technical. I think if you're riding very technical things, mm-hmm. then yes, the Revolt X makes a lot of sense. If you're just riding like on the dike trails and like along Jericho Beach, then no, it's overkill. But yeah.
1: It's basically almost wanting two bikes.
0: It's almost wanting two bikes. I think that goes right into what we're going to be talking about. The cycling industry kind of taking something that was meant to be not sarcastic. Maybe it was sarcastic. Mm-hmm. What's the word I'm looking for? Sar- sarcasm. Irony. Not ironic either, but it's like a parody. Parody. Yeah. There's this book. And I guess you can also find it on, on a website called the Velominati. Volum- so it's like the Illuminati, right? Oh, but for yeah. bikes, for the bike industry. So it's okay. the Veluminati. And basically they have a list of rules that we're supposed to abide by as cyclists. And it really is just meant to be a parody of you know how bike people can be. And it's not meant to be taken <laughs> seriously. But of course, yeah. the irony of it all is everyone takes it so seriously. It is.
1: (laughs) It's like paradoxical,
0: I guess. So it's just hilarious because one of these uh, rules is called N plus one. And it is meant to say that the correct number of bikes to own for any one person is N plus one. And the rule states, while the minimum number of bikes one should own is three, the correct number is N plus one, where N is the number of bikes currently owned this equation may also be rewritten as s minus one where s is the number of bikes owned that would result in separation from your partner (laughs) so 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 clearly it's meant to be a humorous thing but i'm sure in reality many a relationship have ended because of just
1: too many bikes owned relations have started with that same discussion like i one of my exes yeah. when I started dating here, she asked me the same question. Like, so, are you that person? She's like, what do you yes. mean that person? Are you that cyclist? Like, what type? Like the n plus one cyclist? What does that mean? It's like one who the proper number of bikes, right? Yeah. Always oh, one more than you own, and uh, I feel n plus one now has creeped up to me.
0: Has it? Yeah.
1: It's creeping up. Like I now I see people on the n plus one. I was yeah. like, God damn it! I. I don't want to say it's a drug, but then it slowly creeps up. The more you realize the different types of bikes that are out there. Yeah. Because I remember...
0: Do you you feel... Do you know that the the, the saying, keeping up with the Joneses? Do you know that saying? I know keeping up with the Joneses. Is that what's happening to you, you think? Like, you you see people who have 10 bikes and you're like, hey, my one bike is just not enough. I need to...
1: (laughs) You know, it's like when you have a car... Yeah, It's like, I want this car, I want that car, sure, I want sure. everyone else's car. Sure. And I feel less for the bikes, right? It's like, I feel it's not right now it's not keeping up with the Joneses. Okay. Like, I'm fighting that urge. It's now for me is a convenience aspect, right? Like, how can I really just go out quickly, mm-hmm. do something easily? Mm-hmm. And I remember on Saturday, it was really nice weather. I was planning to go out, but then my sister-in-law wanted a ride to the soccer field. I was like, all right, not a problem, I'll go. I dropped her off, but just to help her out, I kind of lost an hour or so, but then getting back home, getting in at home, changing, put on the gear, heading out, that would take another 20 minutes. So for me, it was, I just want to get like an hour out. And then I realized if I had a chill bike, I had a simple bike that I could just like take it out, put some shorts on, flat pedals, yeah. do a quick half an hour, get some fresh air. yeah. Like make it to Central Park, come back. 45 minutes, done. But you're saying you can't do that with the bike you have now? No, I feel because I, it has to be the pedals, right? You get the bibs and everything else. And it's just a safety aspect, right? My bike is locked up, right? In my storage locker. Okay. If I had like a, let's say a chilled bike, I could mm-hmm. just lock it outside. Like if someone okay. steals it, someone puts it out, not a big then deal. Then you
0: care less about it. It's I a bike use, that you don't really care about.
1: Yeah. One level of security versus fifteen levels of security for my baby okay, but as also like just getting it out and making it an easier ride and not having to dress up, but what you using with the flat like the flat bars as well like like the flat bars like you live in a relaxed form mm-hmm. you look at stuff differently on the flat flat bar I feel okay okay for those for those reasons, I can agree like just going down on the seawall, right like. Yeah. You come back from work, you know it's not a lot of time. Just want to go for like 45 minutes. Okay, let me ask you this. How many bikes do you own now? I own two bikes. (laughs) So you already have two bikes. (laughs) I already have two
0: bikes. Okay. Okay, so, (laughs) and then you needed another bike. (laughs) (laughs) You thought about getting another bike. You have the Revolt, I know this. Yeah. I've seen this, and then you have another bike. What's the other bike?
1: The other bike is a Cube New Road Pro. New Road Pro. New Road Pro is like an endurance cyclocross bike. Okay, so like a, oh, but like road, more
0: road bike than the Revolt?
1: Yes, I would say it's more road bikey than the Revolt. Okay, so also carbon. Um, Carbon fork, HPA, Um, HPA, yeah, high performance aluminum, carbon fork. Oh, it's an aluminum bike. Aluminum bike, carbon fork, it has Tiagra group set. Okay, so it sounds like this is a more chill bike (laughs) that
0: you can lock up. No. Wait, this bike has been stolen before. Yes. And so, recovered. Yes. So I feel like... It's my baby. No one steals it again. Okay. okay. I was <laughs> <Sorry>. going to say... <laughs> it's
1: like, I can't give it up now.
0: I was going to say, with this lightning strike twice in this occasion, but maybe... Okay. <laughs> I will track it down. I would get a bike tag. <laughs> okay. So you want a bike that's... You're more okay that gets stolen. Flat yeah. bar, something you can just throw some flat pedals on and just scoot around.
1: Yeah something is scooter around easy like a quick ride yeah like do that stupid stuff I don't want to get a moby and have I don't want to be you the don't Mobi want to, boys Mo- Moby's got a basket <laughs> Moby's got a basket <laughs> true and you can just get it but you're you can
0: get it anywhere but at the same time you'll you only get like 30 minutes and then you have to like renew it or something
1: right it's yeah. like a 30 minute increments and an hour increments like yeah. depending what type package you get yeah
0: I've tried those Moby bikes and I mean they're they're pretty handy but they're heavy they're Built like a Sherman tank, those things. And, um, you know, sometimes they come with helmets, helmet, sometimes they don't, but you're yeah. always iffy about the helmet because you don't know who's used it before. But I get it. Like, I also have wished that we didn't have the amount of bike theft here in Vancouver where yeah. I can just be, be confident leaving my bike locked up with a very, like, small, lightweight cable lock instead of having to lug around, like, 30 pounds of steel just to lock up the bike. But, I mean, like... I think even with, you know, like a a clunker bike that I would just be happy locking up somewhere. I mean,
1: you're still going to. Yeah, it's like a deterrence. Like I've seen people, I've seen bikes stolen sitting at the side of a cafe downtown. I was at Vancouver Public Library. Guy comes in, snip, walks away. It's like 10 seconds. Yeah. So it's more deterrence, but at least if it's parked out, it's a quick bike. People don't usually steal it. Like everyone does go look at the fancy bikes. Yeah. Right? Even for the simple log, is it worth the time to steal it? Yeah. Yes or no, that's there. But like in general spots around Vancouver and the greater Vancouver area, I would say bikes are already safe. Downtown is the worst by far, I feel. Downtown? Downtown. Yeah. Like proper Vancouver.
0: Yeah, there's definitely like uh, neighborhoods in Vancouver where I would be okay just being within eye line of the bike. hmm like I could be inside a coffee shop and just see the bike through the window and I'd be like, yeah, no, I'm fine. And then there's other times when it's like, no, I need to be physically connected to my bike and make sure you no know one steals it from under me.
1: So yeah, how many bikes do you have right now? Yeah, Just the one bike, buddy. Just the one bike. Living, living, the, the, well, living the simple life. life. <laughs> the, yeah, the, the, simple the simple single life, life with the bike.
0: <laughs> and, you know, to be fair, it's a very rare occasion where I kind of wish like I had a different bike. One occasion is, again, like if I feel like I'm riding around and I want to stop in somewhere,
1: mm-hmm. then
0: I'm like, ah, oh, man, I really have second thoughts about leaving my my revolt out without me seeing it. And I wish that I had something more, like you say, less attractive to thieves. And then sometimes, you know, when everyone I'm riding with maybe has a road bike and I'm the one with the gravel bike, gravel bike, then maybe in that instance... Just because of the gearing, I'm always going to be a lot slower. I won't be able to keep up as as well. And that's more of, of a purpose, like a purpose-driven kind of motivation for it. Before, when I first started getting, got into cycling, I did have two bikes. They were literally the exact same bike. <laughs> they were just, you know, different kinds of the same bike because... Where we were riding, you know, I didn't really have a need for any other type of bike because I was just doing road riding. Okay. But I just kind of wanted one was like more precious than the other, I guess. So what was the difference? The color?
1: No, there, were, there, were, there was a the red one faster. <laughs> the red one had
0: 11 speeds and the uh, yellow one uh, was a s- eight speed, I think, or seven speed.
1: So the faster one was a red one. The faster
0: one was a red one, but the yellow one was a lot cleaner and a lot nicer. It had like all it had vintage components on it, that kind of thing.
1: All right. I just want to say, if it's red, it's the fastest. It's yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no. So that's the only time
0: I had like more than one bike, and okay. then I think kind of like the dawn of the gravel bike is really what kind of brought around the idea of a quiver killer where you don't need a whole quiver of bikes you can have one gravel bike which will serve as a road bike Mm -hmm. or a trail bike or even a commuter because gravel bikes tend to have utilitarian mounts where you can put like a rack fenders that kind of thing where usually like racing road bikes don't have any of that and so i think The gravel bike kind of gave me that uh, satisfaction of having kind of multiple bikes under one bike. So um, that's kind of why I just stuck with it. And it's, you know, I've been very satisfied with it. I, like I said, haven't really felt the need to like buy another bike. And I don't know if I'm gonna buy another bike. We'll, We'll see, who knows, but for now, no. I don't know. I think even if I were to get some sort of commuter, it would still have drop bars. it would still have drop bars yeah
1: so all everyone else in my family they only have flat bars yeah because it's a good like
0: you said because of the geometry of it uh this the riding position being more upright then it makes a lot of sense i think for for beginner cyclists to be on flat bars because again you're locked into that position you know your your brakes are right there Whereas on a drop bar, you can be in a position where you don't have access to the brakes. So it I think it takes a little bit more experience to to ride it. But
1: with some of these bikes, if you have the M plus one, yeah. how many of these bikes do you think will have the most maintenance issues? Like how much time would you spend cleaning all these bikes? <laughs> it's funny. Like
0: having worked as a bike mechanic, I already know like I really don't want to buy a mountain bike because of the amount of maintenance involved. It's not just ha- having to have your suspension service. That's so if you have a full suspension mountain bike, that's the fork getting serviced, the mm-hmm. shock getting serviced. Not cheap. They recommend every 1 100 hours of use, then you should get your your suspension serviced. But then you also have all the bearings and the linkages and the pivots that also need servicing. So it's it's not a cheap bike to own or maintain. I think it's actually the most expensive one probably in the long run. But again, I just don't go mountain biking enough to warrant owning one. So I guess I can just rent a mountain bike for the two or three times a year I would (laughs) ever use it. (laughs) But I also don't like the idea, because a lot of times with mountain bikes, you have to drive to the trailhead and then ride. I love the idea of just stepping out my door on a bike going out for a ride, and then coming home. And I think the gravel bike is amazing for that because you start off on your road and then you see the trail and you just turn into the trail. No second thought. So I like the versatility of it for sure. But if I, if you're asking me if I would ever get another bike and what would that bike be? Yeah, yeah. I think I would get a road bike.
1: You'll get, you'll be the
0: speedster? Would it be in red? No, no, no. I don't want a red bike. I had a red bike. (laughs) It's fine, but I don't. I think it would be actually just kind of like an endurance type of road bike, like a Defy. I really like the Defy, the new one that came out. Yeah, just something that's just more just road specific. You know, I'd I'd put probably like 32 mil tires on it and then just be happy with that.
1: Yeah. Would one of these bikes be a bike camping bike? No, because I think I I would just use the Revolt for that. So you use the Revolt for bike touring and bike camping? Yeah.
0: Yeah, like I can just put a bunch of bike packing bags on it, and not necessarily have to build out like racks or anything like that.
1: One of the reasons why I bought my cube mm-hmm. was when I was buying it, I was looking at the size of the tire and the possibility to get a new wheel set instead of investing the frame, swapping out the wheel set, right? Because then swapping out the wheel set is the frame stays the same way, yeah. Roughly once you get the bike fitting done, and then managing the tires. So you're getting an,
0: a second wheel set just to put on different size tires.
1: Different size. So okay. the bike original bike was 36 millimeter tires. Mm-hmm. They were great. Shalby's worked fine. Mm-hmm. And the fork was sufficient enough and didn't look odd if I put in a 28 millimeter tire. And the all worked out. And then I realized you get two bikes. So when I did my Fondo, I had a carbon wheels, carbon frame, carbon wheel set. Yeah on 28 millimeters, Mm -hmm. and it worked great. And the wheel swap was maybe five minutes. So that's how I got my road and my gravel bike. Sure. Out of one frame, but since I recovered my bike, I got two bikes now and three wheel sets. (laughs) That's not bad. (laughs) That's pretty sweet. Like if I get a puncture or something's wrong, I have a backup away.
0: That's good. That's a good idea. I was also thinking, if you didn't run tubeless, then you could probably just get away with just swapping the tires back and forth, yeah, all the time, and not have to worry about a second wheel set. But I love my tubeless, so
1: so I think it's also understanding the N plus one rule is the W. Can we
0: call it W plus you one? You almost now? sometimes
1: call <laughs> it W plus one, but if you, it's just that thing, right? If you have the bikes, is you, are you getting the bikes for different needs, and can your current bike fulfill that need? I got mine done purely by the wheel set and I realized that was that N plus one rule. If I didn't do the wheel set, I would buy another bike. So for me being a cheap bastard some days, hey, I want it that way, right? Nothing
0: wrong with that. Yeah. Especially the way prices are going now. Let's <sighs> get um, started
1: on price. You know, let's get started on price. God damn get it. Guys. It's like every <laughs> part of it. That is part of it, right? So like even the N plus one, when I see people buying new bikes, sure. It's like shit, that is a lot of money. Like I know how much it gets spent out and Think about how high
0: the cost of bicycles has become, mm-hmm. even in the last 10 years or whatever. I remember when I first started, I really wanted a Defy Advanced. I think it was like one, it came with 105. And it's a giant Defy, so that's already like a value conscious item. It was a step, definitely a step above entry level because you're running 105 on it. But I remember it, it was retailing at that time for like, I wanna say like t- maybe two grand. And then now, the same Defy, I think is like closer to th- three, maybe four, four grand. Like back then it made a lot more sense. Like, oh yeah, I could own a couple of bikes for, for that amount of money. But now it's like, I got to just kind of pick the one bike. If you're buying new.
1: The buying you ask
0: is a big, that makes a
1: big difference as well, I guess. Yeah.
0: Because I mean, the, the advantage of buying new is you get a warranty attached to it. You know that it's a new bike. So if you have any issues, you know, within a certain amount of time, you can just take it back to the shop. Buying used, you'll save a lot of money, but you could also inherit a lot of problems that you didn't even know about until you get the bike, take it to a mechanic, and they're like, yeah, no, everything (laughs) needs to be replaced on this. $1,000 later, you should have just bought a brand new bike. So there's that aspect of it too.
1: Whoever you are, enjoy your bike. If you need more than one, we're here to support you. We will enable your addiction to M plus one, and we are happy with our lovely bikes as well. As a quick recap, I would basically get four bikes. One would be a hardtail, a gravel, the commuter, and just one simply chill bike. Um, Those are my takeaways from today.
0: Yeah, I mean, my my takeaway is, look, you you don't need multiple bikes at all. I've, for the past three years, have, have had the same bike, and it's worked out well for me. But... Sometimes it can make a difference and open up, you know, more options and avenues for, for adventures and enjoyment. If you have, you know, a, another bike that you want to use for a very specific thing, by all means do it. But don't be pressured by the marketing. Don't be pressured by Instagram that <laughs> you think you need 10 bikes to, to be happy. You don't.
1: You don't. I would say go enjoy your bike ride.
0: Go enjoy your bike ride. Let us know um, on our Instagram, how many bikes do you own? And what bikes, what kind of bikes do you own? What kind of bikes do you want to own? What kind of bikes do you want to own? Uh, This week, I also want to give a shout out to uh, my friend Noah, who has a new company out called Pickpockets. Their Instagram is pickpockets underscore apparel. And basically, what it is, is if you can imagine taking all the back pockets of a cycling jersey and making it into a kind of a fanny pack, but it's not a fanny pack because it's not bulky. It's very slim and it hugs the back, but it's got three pockets um, and it's made of a durable material. And on the back of it, it has like a grippy kind of rubber material. So it doesn't move around on you, Um, but it's so handy because sometimes you just Don't necessarily want to get kitted up, but you still want the convenience of having these um, jersey pockets in the back. And that's what it solves. You can put your phone in there, your gloves, keys, wallets, headphones, whatever you can fit, snacks. But it's nice if you want to just kind of go on a ride and just wear bibs, but just wear a T-shirt for those casual T-shirt gravel rides that are so um, popular. But yeah, you've seen this. Hasan, what are your thoughts on it? I will call it a bum bag for
1: cyclists. Bum bag. okay. The bum bag for cyclists or the slim bag for cyclists. Yeah. And then that sticky material, that anti-slip. Yeah. Material he's put on the back as well, really sticks to your t-shirt, your yeah. fabric. Yeah. Even if it goes against your skin, it'll be fine. Yeah. So if you can even wear this potentially under the shirt, so your stuff is still safe, and even if right. you're not cycling, even for if you're just a simple walk around or run.
0: I see a lot of runners out now because I guess they've put their bikes away and they've gone into running. Um, I think it's great for runners too, to you know, because I think running gear doesn't have a whole lot of pockets because it's, you know, you're jingling, you're jangling. Yeah. So this kind of um, product I think works well for, for runners as well as cyclists. Um, they have a, like, kind of like a Black Friday to Cyber Monday sale where... If you buy two or more, then it's 20% off, mm-hmm. but regular price is just $49 Canadian. Yep. So it's a local business. He's, you know, you'll see him around town and um, we like to support local businesses, especially with a brilliant idea like this. So pickpockets definitely uh, gets my, my vote.
1: Yeah, definitely check it out. I know one of another person I follow on Instagram, I think Angela Chang, yeah. she uses it and she has been using it quite a bit. Yeah um i know for a fact watching angela's instagram the amount she does riding back and forth yeah commuting every day on the road on the trails and she using this i would definitely try it out uh with that said we're glad you're along for the ride
0: and we will catch you next time right here on life in the bike lane